It's that time. Three twins breakout candidates, my picks for 2023 on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins, your daily Minnesota Twins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Friday, December 30th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker, four seasons writing about the Twins at TwinsDaily.com, three seasons, four off-seasons, hosting a daily podcast on the Minnesota Twins. And for the year, for the year of 2022, we had, plus today's episode, 430,000 downloads of Lockdown Twins. That does not include YouTube. So we might be looking at something closer to 500,000, half of a million downloads, views, watches, whatever you want to call it, of Lockdown Twins. I have you to thank for that. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day, for listening to this show throughout what was a disappointing finish to 2022. Very exciting to sign Carlos Correa to have... The start they had, 27 and 16, I believe they started out, and uh, the the listens were off the charts for this season. To compare to 2021, downloads in 2021 for that full calendar year, we're at 430,000 in 2022, 169,000 in 2021. In 2020, let's look back at the calendar year of 2020, it's even lower in the COVID year. We had 85,000 downloads, almost 86,000, so that is insane growth. Thank you so, so much for listening every day and for your support of the show and for commenting and for following me on Twitter at Nash Walker and I'm following the show at Lockdown Twins. It was the best year ever by far for Lockdown Twins. And I'm, I'm so excited for what's to come in 2023. So thank you for joining me as always. Thank you for the comments and the, and the, the compliments on Twitter. I just, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Three twins breakout candidates before we enter the new year. Today, this is my favorite episode, I think, of the offseason, unless they sign a Correa or a Donaldson or a, a top flight player. This is my favorite episode. Picking three breakouts for the next year. There's a lot of candidates. Like, this one's hard for me to pick. I think I could pick eight, nine from a, a list of 10 guys I really, really like for 2023 who I think could break out. I would I would argue Luis Arise broke out further last year, and he, he struggled down the stretch. But he was somebody who was off my radar as, oh, he's going to get even better. He's going to have a career year. I took that into account because he taught me something. It's not always somebody you don't expect because they had a, a down year or because they're young or because they're a prospect who got their feet wet, but it didn't go well. It can be an established major league player. And Luis Arise is going to be 26 coming up here. So he's he's young. But it can be an established player that comes out of nowhere, an already good established player having an even better season. And I consider that a further breakout. And for 2022, a rise, Griffin Jacks, Yoan Duran, those, those three come to mind. Jose Miranda, I would say, comes to mind as well as a 2022 breakout. Maybe even Caleb Dilbar a little bit, although he had a couple of solid years before 2022. Who are my picks for 2023, these are well reasoned. I thought about these and I looked at some numbers to to uh, to support my claims. Jose Miranda is my number one pick. Miranda Mania, I think, is going to have 
an even better season than what he just did in his rookie year for, for a multitude of reasons here. Because he's going to play a lot of third base, this is an opportunity for him to build that wins above replacement number, to build value. It's just hard at first base to really provide enough value with the bat and defensively to be like a five, six, seven win player. You see Paul Goldschmidt do it. You know, Jose Abreu's had those caliber of seasons. Jose Miranda at third has the potential for a lot more value if he's average defensively. And I'm optimistic because he played third base throughout the minors, because he was a fringe defender in the minors, that he'll be a fringe average defender in the bigs. I'm hopeful that he'll be average or just below average. And if that's true, I am bullish on Jose Miranda at the plate. I think he learned a lot in his rookie season. And Rocco Baldelli mentioned, I think during the winter meetings, that Jose is going to go and work on his strength. It might have been before during the season. He's going to work on his strength for 2023. I noticed there were a lot of warning track fly balls for him. And when he faded, I would say at the end of the season, he had that amazing stretch where he was legitimately one of the best run producers in baseball and definitely on the Twins. When he came up, Awful start. Then he got into a groove and he was unconscious for months there. He's the Twins' best player for months or best hitter. And Correa wasn't doing much. And Buxton was hurt and not hitting with runners in scoring position. It was Jose Miranda kind of carrying that offense. And I would say with a little bit more strength coming into 2023, with a year under his belt, with a lot of experience and learning and working with David Popkins and uh, an offseason where hopefully he's going to work with Carlos Correa on his defense, you could see Jose Miranda put up a five or a six-win season in 2023. I said last year, I don't think Jose Miranda is capable of being a five or a six win player, but I, I even me, who's been a bobo on him throughout. I think I understated his ability as a hitter to hit for average, to get on base, to hit for power gap to gap, to draw some walks and not really strike out. That's what we look at all around, right? Low strikeout rate. He's going to draw walks. He's going to hit for power. He's going to hit for average. He is an all-around type of hitter, Jose Miranda. At Zips, Zips projections, his 80th percentile. I think this is super attainable. This is what I'm talking about. His 80th percentile outcome for 2023, according to Zips, 312 batting average, 369 on base percentage, and a 494 slugging percentage. That's a 139 OPS plus with four and a half wins above replacement. That's his 80th percentile outcome. I think that's that's attainable. I think that's less than 80%, in my opinion. I think that's like a 70th percentile. That if he's 20% better than his 50th percentile, that's what he's going to be. And I think that line and that wins above replacement number, that OPS plus, he's talented enough as a hitter. He's got time under his under his belt. He's going to move over to third, play a lot more third base, his natural position. I'm all in on Jose Miranda for 2023. After this word from NHTSA, two more big-time breakout candidates for you. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Well, your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save 
live. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. That is a word from NHT. S-A. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Make your second listen, Lockdown Sports Today, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Lockdown's take of the day. Lockdown Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. Jose Miranda, big time. I'm in. I'm in for 2023 on Miranda. Louis Varland is my second pick. St. Paul native on my three twins. I'm not as high on. I had Matt Walner, Forest Lake native for my breakouts. Louis Varland, another Minnesotan. Here's why. At Zips, he's projected for 1.6 wins above replacement. And to put that into perspective, Sonny Gray is projected for 2.2 wins above replacement. And these are generally pretty conservative, which is why I think that projection for Louis Varland is, is optimistic and exciting. In 2022, he made only five starts, but he had a 381 ERA, and he pitched well overall, I thought. Joe Ryan made five starts, five, maybe six, for the Twins in his rookie season because he carried the no-hitter in Cleveland, because he pitched well out of the gate. There was a lot of excitement, and rightly so, but by the end of it, when he had given up a bunch of runs to Detroit, I believe Nico Goodrum hit two home runs off of him. His ERA was high threes just like Louis Varland at the end of their rookie seasons. But I, I sense that the feeling on Varland is not as high as it was on Joe Ryan. Louis Varland is a fringe, you know, top 100 prospect last year, but he's the Twins minor league pitcher of the year, back-to-back seasons. One reason I really like Louis Varland, he, he's a strike thrower, which I like, and that's the twin style. Fastball, strike thrower. 81st percentile in extension in 2022. And what that means, it's that extension that a pitcher has to the plate. And what that can do, Bailey Ober, I, I think, is in the 99th percentile or maybe the 100th percentile because Bailey Ober is six foot eight and his arm is longer than my body. And for that reason, he's closer to the plate. Like, think of it. When he releases the ball, his arm is closer to the plate than 99% of pitchers. Louis Varlin's arm, his extension is closer to the plate than 81% of pitchers. He averaged 94 with his four seamer in 2022 but it gets on you. And I think you can say it looks more 96 to a hitter because of 81st percentile extension. I love that. It's like Joe Ryan where it's going to get on you. It's like Bailey Ober where it's going to get on you. Louis Varlin, I think his fastball is going to play. I think his fastball is zippy. It's got good spin, good, good characteristics. It played super well in the minors. It's jumpy like Joe Ryan, like Bailey Ober. Louis Varlin, I'm, I'm really excited about him. And I think he's going he's gonna to cement himself into the twins rotation. Do I think he's going to have a Cy Young caliber season? No, but I think his rookie year is going to be similar to Joe Ryan's rookie year, where it was solidly above league average, where he was in the rookie of the year conversation for a chunk of it, where he basically comes out of nowhere to a lot of people. Joe Ryan was more well-known as a prospect. He pitched for team USA. He was part of the Nelson Cruz trade. The name was more recognizable. Louis Varlin, I think is going to have a similar season to what Joe just did, which would be really valuable for the twins as a sixth or seventh starter. Someone's going to get hurt. Louis going to get an opportunity. And I think he's going to take it with open arms. I think he's going to pitch really well. I love his, his demeanor on the mound too. He's a competitor. I love the pace. I love watching him pitch. I really, really like Louis Varland as a breakout for 2023. 
My final pick is Ryan Jeffers. Ryan Jeffers is my third breakout pick for next year. One of the biggest reasons I picked Ryan Jeffers is because he's he's going to have a larger percentage of his at-bats against left-handed pitching. And in his career, has hit lefties really well and hasn't hit righties at all. He's going to have a larger percentage against left-handed pitchers because he was the primary catcher when Mitch Garver was traded. Ryan Jeffers became the primary catcher, you know, alongside Gary Sanchez. It was a timeshare, but it's not like it's going to be with Christian Vasquez. I think Vasquez is going to start 70% of games against right-handed pitching. He's going to start 100 games behind the dish if he's healthy. And Jeffers is going to get a bunch of starts against lefties, a higher percentage against lefties than he's gotten in the last couple of years. And I love Jeffers against left-handed pitching across the board, just a different hitter against lefties. So I think his overall numbers are going to be propped up because he's going to have more, a higher percentage of at-bats against left-handed pitching. But it's more than that. In his final 98 plate appearances, and he had a thumb problem, and I think his injury was understated as well on this roster. When he got hurt, guys loved throwing to him. Joe loves throwing to him. The staff loved throwing to Ryan Jeffers for the most part, speak really highly of him. I think that hurt everybody when he got hurt with his thumb. In his final 98 plate appearances of 2022, he hit 256 with a 783 OPS. He showed some signs. He got off to a really slow start and then had a really nice stretch in there before he got hurt where he was laying off tough sliders from righties, driving the ball the other way, hitting the ball hard, hitting some homers, hitting with runners in scoring position, became a productive hitting catcher, the guy the Twins thought they were putting into that role when he came up in 2020 and then became you know one of their catchers in 2021. We just haven't seen it. Another reason, his actual weighted on-base average in 2022 was 287, 287. His expected weighted on-base average was 315. That's still below average, 315, but that's 28 points better than what his actual Wobble was in 2022. There's going to be, I think, some positive regression there with the batted ball data in 2023. He's going to have a higher percentage of at-bats against left-handed pitching, and he ended strong in 2022 against righties and lefties. So I'm hopeful about Ryan Jeffers. I think with the pressure a little bit off of him as a clear backup to Christian Vasquez, he's going to get that track. He's going to get that runway and that opportunity to break out. And I think he will. He's still young and people forget Ryan Jeffers as a prospect at UNC Wilmington. He was a bat first prospect. He in the draft, many evaluators didn't see him as a catcher. Like this dude's a DH first base, but he can hit. And it's funny I would view I view him now as more of a defensive, you know, frame first catcher. He didn't have anybody to teach him anything about catching at UNC Wilmington. Went to the Twins, has learned a lot defensively, but he hasn't hit like the guy we thought as a prospect was just going to hit like Mitch Garver did for the Twins for the, you know, a majority of his career with the Twins. Ryan Jeffers hasn't hit. He's a, a top shelf framer, very good framer, and he's been run on quite a bit. And we'll see if that improves in 2023, but I would describe him more as a receiver than a hitter at all. And I think that that narrative might flip, hopefully not too much in the way of losing his receiving skills or his ability behind the plate. I think he's going to hit more in 2023. And I think signing Christian Vasquez helps everybody. Of course, it helps the twins because they didn't have a catcher before they signed Christian Vasquez. He's better than Gary Sanchez and Ryan Jeffers is going to get a higher percentage of plate appearances against lefties. I think you're going to see Jeffers DH some days against a lefty Vasquez start against the lefty where they both play. Although Vasquez has hit righties, I think better over the last handful of years than lefties reverse splits. 
I think it's close. But Jeffers is going to get a lot of starts against lefties. Those are my three picks. Jose Miranda, Louis Varland, and Ryan Jeffers. There's a lot more. I mean, you could lump in. I think Griffin Jacks is a breakout candidate because I think he's going to be better. But he's just a twin I really, really like. And honestly, all three of these guys could be on my twins I like list. But my breakout definition is a little bit different. It's more I didn't I didn't see it coming. And it's significantly better than it was. And for Miranda, who was already 16% better than league average as a hitter, I believe OPS plus was 116. That's going to be a big jump for him to break out. I think he's going to get to that 130 range. I think he's going to hit for more power than he did down the stretch. I think he's going to be solid at third base. I'm optimistic about all of those things. And the translation is going to be one of the twins best players in 2023. And I think he's going to be a guy we're going to be talking about as an extension candidate early an early extension candidate, because he's fun to watch. Like he was one of the best storylines and it's, it's kind of sucks because the twins were, were disappointing as hell in September and Miranda didn't really hit in September either. But because of that, we forgot about a lot of the storylines. I feel like in the middle of the season, it's easy to forget. Miranda was unconsciously good for months in there months. He was unconsciously good. One of the best young hitters in baseball, one of the best hitters in baseball period from like mid May until middle of August for those months in the middle of the summer, hit a walk-off homer off Josh Hader drove the ball, hit with runners in scoring position just a special season. And I also think because the Twins were so disappointing in September, it's easy to forget that Louis Varlin pitched pretty well in his five starts, sub four ERA. And it's easy to forget because the Twins rotation is full with Sonny Gray, Tyler Malley, Kent Maeda, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober. Louis Varlin falls through the cracks. They shouldn't give him an opening day role. He's going to have to earn that. But I would argue he did a little bit in 2022 with those five starts. And I'm, I'm bullish on Varland inserting himself in the long-term picture in the rotation. Like I think after 2023, we're going to say, I'm going to come on this show and be like, yeah, Louis Varland's their number three starter next year or Louis Varland. Yeah. He's their number four starter. Same as we say about Joe Ryan. It's, it's not even a thought Joe Ryan. Yeah. Not a question. And sometimes Joe Ryan looks like an ace and other times he gives up five home runs in a start. Maybe that'll be the case for Varland too. He's going to give up a lot of homers because he's fastball heavy fastballs up like Joe Ryan. He's going to give up some homers, but he's also going to have those starts where he looks tremendous and he does it quickly and it's going to be fun to watch. And he's young and he's from St. Paul. I love that. Ryan Jeffers, again, easy to forget down the stretch, hit the ball pretty well, hit 256 with a 783 OPS basically over his last hundred plate appearances of 2022. And uh, also that batted ball luck should hopefully go back into his favor in 2023. Some others I thought of for this list every year, Alex Kirloff. I would, I'm not going to be surprised at all if Alex Kirloff comes back from this invasive wrist surgery, hits 285 with an OPS over 800 in 125 games for the Twins in 2023. I wouldn't be surprised because he's talented enough to do so. I wouldn't be surprised if Royce Lewis came back in mid-July and he's one of the best shortstops in baseball in the second half. Wouldn't surprise me. Also wouldn't surprise me if neither of those guys played you know, 75 or 100 games in 2023 and did it at a high level because of the injuries. Those two are always going to be breakout candidates for me because of the talent level, the prospect pedigree, and what we've seen in, in spurts from Kirloff and Lewis was really exciting. In, in spurts, it's not it's not consistent with Kirloff and with Lewis. He's just hasn't been on the field because of his knee. So those two, uh, on the pitching side, 
I think there are a lot of options. I think you could go with Varland. I think you could go with Simeon Woods Richardson. I think, you know, if you are higher on Josh Winder and you think Josh Winder is going to improve on that fastball in 2023, I would listen. I would listen to that. I think Giovanni Moran is an outstanding pick because of how good his numbers were. Second lowest FIP, I believe, since 2000, minimum 40 innings for a Twins reliever, only to Joe Nathan, Giovanni Moran in 2022. Again, who would know, right? We're watching the Twins lose all these games, but Giovanni Moran's coming in and and pitching well in garbage time. It was garbage time. He pitched really well, and he was that changeup. That thing is a wiffle ball. Giovanni Moran is a pick as well. Jorge Alcala is a pick. He was maybe my number one guy last year. Before he got hurt in the offseason, I'm like, Jorge Alcala is going to be one of the best setup men in baseball. Like the stuff and how he how he finished 2021 was exceptional. Exceptional. So fun to watch. And then unfortunately, elbow injury ended his season. So I would Alcala, Moran, you know, Woods Richardson, those are your arms on the on the position player side. Larnick, Kirilov, Lewis. I'm picking Miranda and Jeffers. It's going to be, it looks like a younger lineup today. It looks like a younger lineup. Like young guys are going to get an opportunity. You could take Joey Gallo if you want. You see him having upside. It's wide open. Let me know what you think. Breakout twins for 2023. Let me know what you think in the comments or DM me on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts. I would love to, uh, would love to hear it. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen this year. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Uh, it's such a pleasure to come on here every day and, and to talk twins and have this platform and have you listen. I, I'm always blown away. Even if it's like 200 downloads, I'm like 200 people listen to this today. Like that's just, it's so fun. It's so fun to think about. And then I see the big ones like Correa signing and the YouTube video. And I can't believe there's that many eyes and that many ears listening to me in my room talk about the twins. So thank you so much for just a great year uh, for the show even though the twins disappointed us down the stretch, I had a blast and I I really look forward to 2023 and uh, I'll see you then. I'll see you in 2023. Have a great year. Go twins.